Good morning, everyone, and welcome to this edition of Freeman Means Business Wonder Women in Business podcast. Everyone has a story, and on our podcast, we love to amplify the voices of those women whose story is moving, meaningful, and compelling. Today's guest is Elle Carey. Elle, welcome. Hey, Susan. Nice to be here. I love your voice. Do you have some kind of accent that I'm loving? Yes, you and I have twin, have cousin. <laughs> yep, I'm from Memphis, Tennessee. Yum, home of some really good barbecue, I can tell yes, you that. Yes, yep, yep. Yeah, I've been there twice. I think once to do the obligatory tour of Elvis's yep. mansion and then another time for business with a law firm there. Um, great, great place, great place. Yep, so where are you now? Uh, now I live in San Francisco where I've lived for the last 10 years working in tech startup and primarily tech startup and venture capital. Nice, nice. So that's my backyard now as well. Um, folks yep. who listen in know that I'm from New Orleans, raised in Baton Rouge, but have lived all over and now call the Bay Area home and will for the rest of my days, I'm sure. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, um, I, I grew up in Memphis, which was hugely formative for me, um, but I also had California roots because uh, eventually my mother, who was a child of migrant workers, um, ended up with her first permanent home at the age of 13 uh, in the um, uh, San Joaquin Valley. Wow. Um, and uh, my parents were married in San Francisco and my dad graduated from state, my mom graduated from Berkeley. So uh, San Francisco feels like home for, for me that way too. And I left, uh, I, I went to state as well. And then I graduated um, in 89 and went and lived lots of other places. Nice. Um, almost too many to count and um, wanted to come back here uh, 10 years ago. And uh, when I did that, the opportunities for communications people were really ripe in tech startup and venture capital. And so I worked with a lot of uh, early stage companies in my, in my, um, company uh, zero to one dot tech is my uh, tech startup and venture capital communications firm and um, that uh, has been an amazing experience and uh, really crazy and really has taught me to um, think fast and look for opportunities surprising opportunities in um, communications and like how to uh, how to talk about things in new ways and how to um, really seize a moment and uh, um, take off from there, really, you know, start from nothing, seize a moment and develop a massive communications campaign that really alters perceptions. And the focus on that kind of work uh, has led me quite interestingly to um, work in uh, public transit agencies. And the, the reason that came up for me is really quite recent. I'm a longtime public transit fan, and I was really excited to move back to San Francisco to take advantage of great public transit because of all the places I lived in um, North America and the North, North, Northern Hemisphere, San Francisco had the best public transit. Um, and when COVID-19 hit, transit was this just like incredibly hardly impacted sector. And uh, I saw an opportunity for people to really change the narrative about transit. Transit is dirty and we should stay away from it and it's failing. And so I've been since um, 
the beginning of the pandemic in America, I've been working with agencies to uh, change how they communicate with their customers and also change how they communicate in their, um, in their kind of wider world uh, to, to address um, uh, like stakeholder, you know, broader stakeholder conversations um, and get more buy, community buy-in for public transit. So that's been really thrilling work um, for me. And it, it touches a, a really important place um, in terms of social good and what public transit can do to change, um, change communities and benefit communities and benefit everyone in a community. Um, and as I still have held on to a uh, one venture capital client who's a really longtime client. One of their partners is also from Memphis. And um, interestingly, as uh, sort of, you know, grief and rage poured into our streets this summer in the course of the pandemic, and as we were beginning to look at police brutality and deaths uh, and murders of Black citizens, um, my venture capital company and I, a venture capital client, and I worked together to create a social good initiative that will launch this week that is also one of those transformative, um, seizing the moment kind of communications projects that I've really relished doing all my life. And um, it goes way back to my roots in Memphis and to uh, voting rights, the voting rights era of the 60s and 70s that played out played out very much in Memphis, and I'm sure you're familiar with from Louisiana. Yeah. Um, and um, I've been very proud of, of the firm uh, for coming up with this project, which encourages fair access to voting for everyone, and um, been really pleased to lead their communications initiative and put together the plan and, and begin to execute it this week. So that's a summary um, that I hope some, I hope the, I hope the themes of my work um, emerge pretty clearly in there that usually it's about, it's always about communications and usually it's about um, doing something really transformative and really something quite different uh, with than, than the client has done before. Yes, I actually, so there's so much going on in my head right now. Um, I didn't want to interrupt, and I think offline we should talk a lot about your work in public and in, in passion about uh, public transit and some opportunities that I think you'd be. You yeah, know. wonderful. Yeah, totally. I'm what a so great confused. story, though. I have to say, you know, I feel at home here in Northern California, even though I too am from the South. Um, and by the way, your mom being a Cal Bear, my kid goes to Berkeley. Yay, mm. go Bears. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> I have to give a little shout out there. Um, speaking of your, you know, mom, was she perhaps a mentor to you or did you have a mentor or who's inspired you along the way? Um, I mean, certainly my parents were, mass were, were, were really important mentors for me. My mother was, a, was the 10th of a family of 11. Um, her first memories are of picking cotton for pay. Um, as I said, she didn't have a permanent home till she was 13. But my father was from really the landed gentry of Mississippi and the descendant of Mississippi politics politicians and cultural influencers. Um, and it was really more their melding that had the bigger influence on me, you know, the the two the two sides of the experience. Yeah. Um, 
and what they what they brought to that. Um, and then they they introduced us into a, this crazy educational environment when we were very very young. Um, and some some young people in Memphis built a school that uh, really the kids ran. And so from the age of eight, I was largely in charge of creating my own cur curriculum and hunting down the topics that I wanted to um, that I wanted to study. And in that, I learned, uh, you know, from huge range of mentors, uh, very, very early on, lots of people who influenced me. And um, also in that in Memphis, uh, you know, people who worked in the civil rights movement, uh, who were close to my family in the late 60s, uh, were very influential. And you, you and I were laughing about lawyers before, and you're married to one. And, you know, I grew up in this time when lawyers were um, a time and place when lawyers were really positive influence. And um, I saw people, uh, you know, going to work on behalf of garbage strikers and yeah. also um, saving public lands for public use. And those things were great influences for me as well. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. We saw some of that good lawyering come out when um, the the airports were shut down and the immigrants were withheld, you know, help. Mm, right. Yeah. So I love to see that, you know, they, they were truly counselors, those who cared and really did want to serve democracy and the constitution. Yeah. And um, nice, nice, nice bringing me back to, to the days when lawyers had the, the good reputation. Right, right. Um, let me ask you about this because I personally, you know, believe in lifting women up. That's why we're on this show. What do you think we can do day to day to advise women to support other women in business? Well, I look at um, inspiration from the black community for that. Um, you know, think of, uh, of Winnie Mandela and how, um, you know, she forbore in such difficult circumstances with a husband who's exiled in prison for so many years. And um, I think about leaders in the civil rights movement um, who um, really, uh, you know, really, really stepped up and, and did their, did their role. Um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of, you know, what greatest um, inspirational, inspirational thing that I've seen women do. I think it's about telling their stories, really. Oh, I love that. You know, <laughs> I was uh, lying awake in the night last night. And um, for some reason, I, my, my mind went back to a book that I read as a young person called Coming of Age in Mississippi. And we can look it up and see who wrote it. But um, it was a just a real straightforward memoir from this from the 50s and 60s about growing up black in Mississippi and um, it had such a profound influence on me you know it wasn't wasn't really an overwhelming story but the fact that I got to read somebody else's story uh, and you know hear their experience both um, broadened my imagination and also uh, in, in my sense of empathy and uh, also inspired me in my own works. And um, knowing my mother's story, my mother never, um, you know, I had to kind of work out for myself. She never said that she didn't have a permanent home. You know, I had to figure, kind of figure that out for myself and figure out for myself, oh, they were really migrant workers, you know? <laughs> they, yeah. were, they, they were traveling back and forth from Missouri to Arizona. And knowing that story and, and her sister's stories 
and uh, there being space for those stories was, um, I think, has helped uplift me and, uh, and can be very uplifting to all of us. Um, so creating time and space to hear each other's stories and allowing ourselves to be broadened by that, I think, is the greatest way that we can support each other. I agree. That is beautiful. And you know, I'm all about the storytelling, right? That's why I exist. Um, yeah, I think that we need to change the operating system in this country, at least to uh, embrace storytelling and let women share their stories. We often say women are silent. I don't agree with that. I don't think they are. I think they're just not heard and not respected because mm -hmm. right. the operating system is in the communication style and the language of white males. So we can talk about that another day, but I'm sure you and I are on the same page there. Um, what has been your biggest challenge or setback and how did you overcome that? You know, th this speaks also to, to women and, and um, how our stories get told. Uh, I've had, I've, I've had my share of challenges. I mean, I, I have a lot of privilege, but I certainly have had my share of challenges in life. Um, but in terms of where I am right now in professional accomplishment, uh, I stayed home with my children for a very long time. And the way that usually happens in America is either you are so poor that you have um, very few choices and you have to do that, or you are very privileged as I was and you're able to stay home with your kids. And um, I was home with my kids for more than 10 years and homeschooled during that time and spent a whole lot of time with them. And um, professionally, it has been a challenge to have missed a lot of my thirties yeah. and forties in the, on a career track. Um, and that said, it's really clear that I bring a lot to um, professional experience. Uh, it doesn't necessarily stack up in, on LinkedIn that way. Uh, because the, you know, there's the, there's the motherhood gap of employment. Um, but I naturally would not trade those years for anything. And um, I got, you know, so much out of that experience. And, you know, my children are really my heroes. Um, they are the most inspirational people in my life. I and feel the same way. Um, I feel like that, especially in Silicon Valley, that's a, an ageist thing. And a mother um, maternal wall bias, if you will. So mm -hmm. it's really hard because there are skills that, that we have being parents. If you're as engaged as you certainly were. And as I was, um, we're investing not just in a company's growth, not protecting and growing a company, but a human being like that's an entity that's more powerful than any company. The human brain means more than the, you know, corporate dictates and what have you. And I think we have a lot of skills that serve leader leaders well, mm -hmm. right? So as a mother, the EQ, the transformational leadership, the seeking feedback, getting feedback, understanding that that's how you move to the next step as you get feedback. It's not just hierarchical boss, do it mm -hmm. because I say so. If they're kind of mom that I think you are, then you definitely have some amazing uh, management and leadership skills. So uh, we'll have to figure something out about how to fix the system there. Uh, it used to be that women would just pretend they're men and 
mimic the men in order to be successful and that's not okay and that enough of that right so we need to change the operating systems yeah Um, well let me ask you i I always ask my guests can you tell us something surprising about you now i have never met you before Uh, i only briefly had a phone call with you so everything will be surprising to me but what about those (laughs) who might know you Uh, anything surprising you want to share uh, I feel like I'm I'm one of the few uh, people of my age and station who doesn't have a tattoo. <laughs> I'm with you, sister. <laughs> um, and uh, I would say that um, there's there's a, I have so much interesting life experience um, that I that I really am glad that I have. One of those things that comes to mind right now is uh, I went to Puerto Rico uh, as a 26 year old and spoke not a word of Spanish and um, ended up in about six weeks being on uh, Puerto Rico's English language um, uh, radio station, WOSO. Wow. I was a broadcaster and it's English language, right? So I didn't have to speak great Spanish, but um, I basically learned Spanish from scratch and uh, had I sold advertising as well and made a lot of clients and um, had a lot of clients who didn't speak English. and. Uh, what a wonderful story. And, and look, I can tell because I'm from Louisiana and you're from uh, Memphis or we're from the South. I can tell that travel has given us the gift of a global mindset, right? A glo- global mm-hmm. worldview. Um, I love that about you. You're a really great guest and that's in part why. Um, so how amazing. What an opportunity. I know one thing. My mother used to live in Puebla, which is about two hours outside of Mexico City. Mm, oh, yeah. Yeah, and she spoke fluent Spanish, but I never learned it. And she used to stick these um, labels on everything in my house, in our house when I was growing up, oh, funny. trying to get me to learn Spanish, right? Uh-huh. But, you know, she would put a label on the oven, El Horno or Horno, and I didn't right. know if it was the color, like our oven was black and our oh, oven right. was hot <laughs> and our oven was on or sometimes it was off, you know, so I didn't know <laughs> what that meant um and actually all these years of sticky labels on everything from forks to knives to ovens to door frames all i ever learned is el gato toca la guitarra which (laughs) (laughs) basically worthless right Uh right. and then as i got older and started to appreciate alcohol i learned how to order a beer but that's about it yeah so let me ask you this it's the time in the show where um I have started asking the guests what's called the wild card question. Now, oh if, you, if you're not game, I get it. That's okay. You don't have to go with me on this journey. But if you are game, <laughs> I love it. I knew you would be. You're that kind of woman. I love this. This is, you're, you're totally, it's an honor to have you on the show. I want to get to know you better. And after the show's over, there's so much I have to talk to you about. But here is your wild card question. I All am right. pulling from a box of 144 questions. Okay. okay. Something you were once afraid of, but no longer fear. Oh, thank you so much for that. That's a really good one. Um, I spent more than 20 years absolutely obsessively terrified of flying on a commercial airliner. Wow. And I now love it. That's amazing. Especially since you're so well-traveled, right? Right. That's right. kind of not the fear to have, right? <laughs> you can't go Correct. by boat or car everywhere. So um, yeah. that's there's amazing. some Amtrak. How'd you in get there. over it? 
Um, I began, I think more than anything, I began to live a life I felt really good about and really proud of. And that was probably the difference. And some of that has to do, even though my, um, I've been okay with flying for about the last 10 years. Um, in the last four years, I've been sober in, in AA. And uh -huh. I think that that has reduced so much anxiety for sure. me. And um, that in, has allowed me a system that explains to me how I don't control everything and I don't have to. Right. Um, and that has helped me even more overcome a lot of fears and a lot of anxiety. That is so awesome. Kudos to you. I know it's mm -hmm. not easy. Um, I'll say having a core support group is the key to coping mm -hmm. mechanisms, right? And having those coping mechanisms, um, you know, I, I went through something not the same as you, but it, it was a life-changing experience mm -hmm. where on the other side of it, I found that, you know, I can choose love or fear and mm -hmm. that was it. And, and it doesn't matter what you're talking about in this world, you can choose love or fear at the end of the day. Two things, the, right. Yeah, that's it. That's the only two choices you have. So for me, um, learning the lesson of control what you can, let the rest fall away was mm -hmm. very powerful. Another lesson was other people's opinions of me is none of my business. You know, just be my right. highest and best self and move right. from there. Uh, yep. So liberating once you start to not just theorize, but to apply right. these lessons in life. So liberating. Right. Well, There's a amazing. lot of free time that gets yeah. free <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Um, and I think most people don't go through what we have been through um, in this, you know, transformation. Uh, I find gratitude is the best way to interrupt anxiety these days. Mm -hmm. Right. And yeah. I think that a lot of people live with that um, monkey mind, as they call it in Buddhism, overthinking, mm -hmm. anxiety over things they can't control, not able to dis discern what are the things they can and cannot control. Um, just sort of living like a, a passenger on Mr. Toad's wild ride, right? Yeah, right, right. So right. good to be in the driver's seat and to know when you're not and still be okay mm -hmm. with both. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Well, okay. you're delightful. I have loved having you on the show. My cheeks are burning from smiling so much. I can't, <laughs> wait. I can't wait to chat with you offline. Tell people how they can reach you if they want to learn more about you and your work. Uh, my favorite place would be LinkedIn. And my first name on LinkedIn is spelled E-L-E-A. And my last name is C-A-R-E-Y. Nice. Um, and I would also encourage, um, and that's mostly about transit, which is great, but I would also encourage people to check out um, B Partners, B-E-E, partners.vc, as in venture capital, slash vote for the initiative that launches this week to um, support in this surprising realm of a uh, venture capital firm advocating for voting rights. Nice. Very nice. I'm sure that you are very busy. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Elle, thank you so much for being here and folks, thank you for listening. Always Susan, fun. Thank you for your time. You're welcome. Bye-bye. <laughs>